Welcome to Salem First Assembly Podcast. May this week's message by our guest speaker be a blessing to your life and helping you to grow in your understanding of God's Word, strengthen your faith, and equip you to become all that God has created you to be. All right, today, like I said, is Children's Ministry Sunday. I'm Loretta. I'm the Children's Church teacher. I've been um, in Children's Ministry ever since my boys were very, very little. And if you know who my boys are, the keyboard player and the singer, they're really, really big now. And um, Timmy's, what, 25? I'm trying to remember. And uh, Andrew, he's almost 20, right? Where are you? Oh, there you are. I never know where you are. (laughs) So I've been in children's ministry for a really, really long time. And let me tell you, um, it has been quite a journey. Like I said, um, from the beginning, we uh, had Sunday school classes and things like that. So I was a Sunday school teacher, and then that was really cool. And then we moved to um, big children's programs, which a lot of you have been part of over the year. I remember Miss Irene out there with me with King's Club. And, and let me tell you, she's great to have on your team. All right. <laughs> Miss Irene, do you remember playing kickball with the King's Club kids outside? Yes. And you were running too. <laughs> so praise the Lord. Um, we, we've always had a good time. Like I said, it's, it's been a journey. It hasn't always been, you know, um, there's been some moments where it's been quite a challenge, right? Miss Jones, she's been part of my team too. And um, today my team is Miss Angie, and I appreciate her so much. Um, but again, we need to pray for kids. Kids are so important. And they're so, so important um, to God most of all. And the passage we're going to go over today um, uh, says that in a really, really big way. And then I have some points to go along with the passage. Now, um, we're going to go over Luke 18, 15 to 17. So I'll give you a moment to get to that. Luke 18, 15 to 17. Mm -hmm. Okay, you guys ready? Okay. All right. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a child, will never enter it. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you, Lord God, that you have your word there for us so we can learn from it, to get it into our hearts, and we can live it out. So, Lord, help us to understand what you have for us today. In your wonderful name, amen. Now, what I was going to do, if, if some of the kids showed up today, which, you know, I, I, would, I would do this to Alex, but he would hate me afterwards, so <laughs> I'm not going to make him be a little kid today. But anyway, I was going to have the kids come up. They were going to play a little game up front, and I was going to go over the verse with them, the verses with them, and they, they were going to get a little prize 
and um, you know, just have some fun, because that's what we do downstairs. I go over the Bible lesson first, because that's most important, and then we do a video to reinforce what we um, talked about in the Bible, and um, then we do crafts and games and snacks, and they always look forward to the snacks. I don't know why. Are you, are, do you guys like snacks? <laughs> All right, well, Miss Angie has snacks afterwards. I was going to give those to the kids, too. So if anybody wants a snack, go see Miss Angie. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I was going to have the kids come up here, and I was going to remind them that, you know, after I read these verses, that sometimes, you know, um, their friends or maybe even adults may feel, may be like, I don't have time you know, to be with you right now, or I don't have time to play with you, or I don't have time to talk with you, you know, and sometimes this makes the kids feel, you know, less important, less valued, right? But Jesus says, no, let the little kids come to me. He was very adamant about that. He's like, don't, don't be that way to his disciples, the ones that, you know, were working with him and following him and listening to him and watching him all the time. He's like, no, no, these kids are important. And if we don't become like a little child in our, in our heart and the way we are, which we'll learn about in a little bit, we're not going to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. So kids are very, very, very important. And reaching them at a young age is, is key. So like I said, I was going to tell the kids, don't ever forget that Jesus is always there for them and he loves them and he thinks that they're really, really important. All right? Okay. Alex, you're important too, buddy. <laughs> All right, our teenagers are important too. All right, so um, this morning I want to give you four points that we can learn from this passage and um, how important it is to reach kids with the wonderful message of Jesus. Now, you may be um, here today and may be thinking, well, you know, this is a kid's message. I'm an adult. Why do I need you know, to hear this? Because like I said, we have work to do. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mr. Stanley told me, and hello, he's in the back there. Everybody greet Stanley. His birthday is the 19th, so it's coming up, right, Mr. Stanley? And how old are you going to be? 88. Woo, 88. When he told me that, I was like, whoa, Mr. Stanley, that's awesome. But Mr. Stanley, you know that you still have work to do, right? For the Lord. Amen. Until the Lord is ready for us, we have work to do here. So um, as I explain how important kids, um, reaching kids for Jesus is, this is all about us reaching them. Okay? In the very first verse, um, it said that the children were being brought to Jesus so that he might touch them and pray. Now, this was the parents at that time. They had such a heart for their children, and they knew how important it was to get their kids to be touched by Jesus, to be blessed by Jesus. Um, now, you guys think about this. Those of you who have kids, do you love your kids? Big time, right? Oh, majorly. Kids, kids have our heart, right? And um, we want the best for them. We always do, right? And we'll throw big parties for them. I, I did that a few times for the boys. I'm very much about, you know, it's your birthday, what do you want? Because <laughs> I want to make them happy, to feel important, to feel special. And, and they had fun with that. They got lots of gifts. 
they still get spoiled by my mom. She's, she's a good grandma. <laughs> so anyway, the parents, um, they, they love, we as parents love our children. We'll do anything for them. But what happens today is, I think as parents, um, we sometimes uh, lose focus on what's most important for our children, right? We, we try to you know, make sure they look really good, nice clothes, nice shoes, you know, have their good phones, you know, kind of keeping up with, what's that, what's that saying? Keeping up with the Joneses, right? Just making sure everything looks really good. But God says that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the child's heart and where they're at with the Lord, right? So the parents um, in Jewish society, they wanted the best for their kids also. And it was customary for parents to bring their children to be blessed by the elders of the synagogue. In the Old Testament, fathers would pray a blessing over their children. Read in your Bible, you guys should know this. Noah blessed Shem and Japheth. Isaac prayed a prayer of blessing for his sons, um, and Jacob blessed his sons. And that's what these parents, you know, knew were important for their kids. But in this verse here, the parents were bringing the kids so Jesus could actually touch the kids. Now, why were they doing that? Because they knew that there was power in the touch of Jesus. Jesus, throughout his whole ministry, he you know, blessed people and healed people by actually touching them. Because, and as we heard last week from our missionary, that's the compassionate heart that Jesus has, right? He knows that, you know, for a person to feel important, you're not like, hey, hi. <laughs> you know, would, would I, I can't leave this spot, I guess, but I would come back to you because I like moving around. Would you feel... All right. Would you feel like I cared more about you, Pat, if I came up next to you and kind of shook your hand and, and asked you, you know, how you're doing and can I pray for you? Or do you feel like, well, she don't want to get near me because she's way over here saying, hey, Pat, hey. Do you feel, do you feel loved that way, Pat? Not as much, right? But Jesus knew that people wanted to feel valued and important and felt, feel loved, and that's why he would get close to them and touch them, and let them know that he was there for him, them, and that he cared for them. And that's what, again, these kids, um, these parents wanted their children to have and to receive from Jesus' touch. Now, um, let's get back to today's parents. The best way a parent can show their love for their child is by introducing them to Jesus. It's not about the stuff, but it's all about what's in their heart. Um, we, on Monday night, uh, it was a crazy night. <laughs> we were all sharing truth on Monday night at our youth group. And um, all saying, you know, that sometimes we get so busy that we forget to put God first. I don't know if you guys have issue with that sometimes, but life gets really, really busy, right? But, you know, as we share with the youth, because we know they're at a hard spot too, you know, we're also sharing with ourselves. And at the end, uh, Miss Angie spoke during youth, and she just reminded the kids how important it is to find rest in the Lord. And no matter what kind of struggle they're going through, it's all about getting in God's word and, and just listening to his promises for them and who they are in Jesus. And let me tell you, at the end, we took, what, five minutes? 
five minutes, no music, because sometimes that can get in the way, right? We just took five minutes of complete quiet, each one of us in a separate spot with the Lord. And let me, I don't know, that did me like a whole world of good after a crazy night, right? Our prayer is that the kids, whether they're, you know, five, six, seven, or, or whether they're 16, 17 at youth group, our prayer is that the kids will understand how important it is to have that relationship with the Lord now, to get that instilled in them now. I don't know, you know, each one of your stories. I really don't. And, you know, I wish I did take some time and then, you know, get to know your, your story of when you came to the Lord. But I know, Aunt Geneva, you were little, right? How old were you? Eight. And aren't you happy that you learned about Jesus at eight years old? And has Jesus helped you throughout your life? And life's not been easy, right? There's been a lot of ups and downs. But because you heard about Jesus at eight years old, that was instilled in your heart, you know that he's helped you through, right? Amen? I don't know, again, like the rest of you, how old you were, because God can move in an eight-year-old. He can move in an 88-year-old. God is good, and he just wants to move in all of our hearts. He doesn't want any one of us to be lost. But like I said, we're just focusing on the kids today. I'm going to give you some stats later um, about how important it is to reach kids when they're young, too, because that's when they're most open. All right? Okay. Woo! I'm getting out of breath because I'm just all excited about this. Okay. Number two, God has a heart for children. If he didn't, he would not have said it many times in his word. We read Luke 18, um, 15 to 17, but in Matthew 19, 14, and in Mark 10, 13 to 16, it's basically he's saying the same thing over again. So if he's saying the same thing over again three times, do you think it's important? Yes, of course. All right, and then there's some other verses that I found that were very powerful too. So let me read those. Okay. Woo. Miss Joan, I get so like, woo. <laughs> All right. Mark 9, 37. It says, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. How powerful is that, right? And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Matthew 18, 10 says, see, that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Matthew 18, 6. If anyone causes one of... This is a powerful one. Everybody listen to this one. Matthew 18, 6. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. I think Jesus and God very, very serious about, you know, making sure that we don't have kids stumble. And then Matthew 18, 14, in the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any one of these little ones should perish, right? Kids are important. Kids have the heart of God. Um, In the passage uh, that I read in the beginning, the disciples were basically saying, go away. Jesus doesn't have time for these little ones. Back then, little ones weren't um, counted as very important, right? When we hear about um, uh, senses being taken and, and if there was a big event, 
What's mentioned? How many men are there, right? The women and children, they're not that important. So they, they weren't counted. So when we talk about you know, how many people were fed with the 5,000, we always say oh, there's pl- probably plenty more because the women and children weren't counted at that time. But um, Jesus responds. He says, when Jesus saw this, he saw the attitudes of his disciples. He became indignant. In other words, he was highly upset with his disciples for the way that they were treating the family and the kids. Let me um, read Matthew 18:6 one more time, because like I said, that's a powerful one. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So think about that. If you see a kid who's struggling, right, and you introduce them to Jesus, and they accept Jesus, wonderful, awesome, well then, do you just stop and be like, okay, they know Jesus, I can go on my merry way, or do you still, you know, be the example that they need to grow in the Lord? Yeah, you still need to stay in their life, because if if you don't and you just forget about them, kind of like the disciples were saying, oh, they're not important, they can go away. Well, God is like, no, 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 no. You know, you're, you need to help the kids grow. You need to help the kids come to me because they need me. If we're not doing that, then we're not um, living out our purpose while we're here. Um, the way we treat kids, the way we care for them, provide for them is not a minor issue with Jesus. Um, I already told you about how children weren't that important um, at that time because they weren't counted in census and things like that. But isn't that kind of what um, is happening today? And this is very sad. When we think of um, our children, one of the big hot issues today, right, is abortion. And um, people are saying that, you know, babies aren't, first of all, it's not life. Um, They're not valuable. They're not important. You know, it's just a little blob or whatever. But I wish I had the stats because I was looking it up, and maybe you could tell me, But or maybe you could tell me, when does the heartbeat start? It's really, really early. It's like days. 18 days. 18 days in, that baby's heart starts to beat. How can anybody say that that's not life? That's not real, that's not important, that's not valuable. God's word says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That's Jeremiah 1.5. And then in Psalms 139, 13 and 14, it says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb, and I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus taught us that children were important to him even before they were thought of by any of us. And that's, that's so key, and we should be um, valuing and, and uh, knowing that because children are so important to God, we need to make children important um, in our lives so we can reach them um, for the Lord. 
the disciples were preventing the little children from coming to him. But sometimes without even realizing it, we can do that too. Let me explain that. First of all, our attitude can be really, really bad sometimes, right? Um, If we see kids running around or um, just acting kind of inappropriate sometimes, um, maybe in the church or or whatever, uh, we, we may get a little annoyed, right? We may get a little irritated, right? Um, and yes, it's, it's not appropriate to do that in the sanctuary, you know, and all that. And they have to be taught that. I, under, I totally understand that. But first things first, if I see a child come into the house of the Lord, praise the Lord, they're here. They came. However they were brought here and however they're acting when they first get here, they're new, right? They, they have to be taught that. But my thing is, I think Tim, hi, my husband, he said um, his parents had him, you know, in church, and he was sitting there, and sometimes he would even fall asleep in church, right, as a baby, as a kid. But we can hear things when we're sleeping too, right? We can learn things. I truly believe that if you bring a child, even at the beginning stages, Hannah is a great example, they're going to learn. They're going to um, get that in their heart. Hannah is a little worshiper. I don't know if you guys have watched her at all when she's here, but she's been here since birth, right? Yeah, a day old, and she's here helping with a yard sale. You know, come on, Hannah, go, Hannah. <laughs> well, that little girl, when she is in the car, when she's at the store, she is just has her little music on, and she's praising, and she's worshiping. And that wouldn't have happened if Angie didn't start bringing her right from the beginning, right? That is what we need to understand. Kids are so receptive right from, the, right from birth. They have to be taught that. That has to be instilled in them. And we have to be that example for um, these kids. So we really have to watch our attitude, not get so mad and so irritated, but just say, you know, we're so happy you're here and get them excited about, you know, wanting to come back. All that other stuff, you know, will come, will come. But first, just get them here so they can hear the word, so they can experience um, the Lord. And um, just really, like I said, in worship is is an awesome experience. And when they can finally get downstairs to um, kids class and have some fun, right? That's a great experience. But um, do it while they're young. Um, We can do it by our example. Uh, Remember Proverbs 22.6. Train a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not turn from it. That is exactly the verse that goes with our Connect Kids class. That's been the verse um, for our class for a really, really long time. Um, I actually was going to do this message on that verse, but I switched it to let the children, you know, come to me. But... Um, training a child really can go two ways, right? I always looked at that verse as, oh yeah, train the child, tell them all about Jesus, and then when they get old, they're not going to turn from it. But really that can go another way too. If you train a child in the ways of the world, what's going to happen? When they get old, they're not going to turn from it because they didn't hear about Jesus, right? So it's all about our example. Um, 
We can live um, either the example of bringing our children to church and explaining the importance of a relationship with God, or we can um, say, no, they're just going to be a distraction. It's not important for them. You know, this young will wait till they get a little older. And like I said, I'm going to give you some stats about that, how important it is to teach the kids while they're young because they're more open to that. Um, I say bring those babies, bring those kids, and remember Jesus' words. Let the children come and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then um, we can even, um, we have to remember that we need to be available, right? Because sometimes, like I said, life gets busy, and um, we think we don't have any time for these children, right? There's plenty to do. There's plenty of kids around us, right? Even, let me tell you, youth on Monday, I go to Westside, right? There's a whole bunch of kids, if you remember that. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of kids over at Westside, and they're just running around. And I was waiting for a couple of our teenagers, and some little kids, they always run to the van. I always, um, when we were doing our kids club, and Westside was a major spot to pick up a lot of kids, they always knew the church van as as the candy van, because I always had candy with me. So I don't know if the word has spread, but these kids are still coming to the church van when I go in there, and they're, like, talking to me. And it was the cutest thing because um, they told me their names and everything, and I was like, well, do you guys know about Jesus? And I haven't been able to have, you know, a little kid conversation like that in a really, really long time. And they're like, oh, yeah, we heard about him. And, you know, and then we went on talking about Jesus, and it was really, really cute. And I'm like, I ended the conversation with, well, you know, remember, Jesus loves you. And and, because they knew that Jesus died on the cross for them and everything. And and I just love their excitement as, as we were talking about it, right? Teach them while they're young. Teach them while they're young. And even as they grow, they may even stray. Life happens. But if that is in their heart, God is going to bring that to their remembrance of what they learned when they were little. Um, Jesus has a heart for children. He said it many times in his word, so it must be important to him. Um, Remember the last verse I read, Matthew 18, 14, he wants all of them to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Number three, to become like a child. That was in the beginning verses. If we don't become like a child, we're not going to inherit the kingdom of the Lord, right? What does that mean? Um, In 18.3, it says, Jesus said that the goal of every one of his followers is that they need to become more like a child. In other words, the openness and the humility of a child. That's who will inherit the kingdom of God. Think of a child. They're very open. They want to learn things. They want to know about everything. They're very, you know, curious. Well, Um, This is where our stats come in here. Um, George Barna, which is a very well-known person who's taken many polls over the years, many surveys, um, he found that between birth and 14 years old, there is a 32% chance an individual will accept Jesus. After that point, the number drops to 6%. Isn't that sad? That's a a big, big change. Out of a... um, 100 Americans, only 42 out of that 100 will make any kind of commitment to Jesus in their lifetime. 
32 of that 42 will make their decision prior to the age of 12. Only four of those will commit to Christ in their teens, and then the remaining six will find faith as they get older. So guys, think about that. What's constantly happening here? If we can reach the children while they're young to instill it in their hearts how important Jesus is, they'll be more open to receive. Because what happens when we get older? Be honest, right? We get stuck in our ways. We get stuck in our thinking. Um, Sometimes we become stubborn, you know, and and we're not um, as open to receive what the Lord has for us. We, we go through stuff. We've been through stuff. And you may be real, you know, people may have been really hurt in their life. And, and they may be like, you know what? What can God do for me? But if we can tell the kids that at the beginning, that God loves them and God wants to help them through their journey, then how important is that for them when they get older, right? Um. It's very important to be reaching out to kids and tell them about Jesus when they're young, when their hearts are soft and open to receive. Um, let me give you a couple more examples. Uh, when we were having our VBS um, and all the kids were coming, one of the years we um, had this, well, pretty much all VBS, we have a theme every day that goes with our lessons. And one of the um, themes was, Jesus says, do not fear, right? Don't fear. Don't fear. And we just kind of emphasized that, obviously, the whole VBS night. Well, I'm taking the kids home, and two of the little girls were talking, and there was something that was going on. I don't know if she had to go to the doctor or whatever. And the other little girl said, don't you remember what we just learned? Jesus said, don't be afraid. Don't fear. And I was like, praise the Lord. They listened, right? So think about that, guys, how we can just, you know, reach and touch the kids um, Miss Angie knows this one, and I still laugh about this, but it's a, such an adorable story. Um, there's a little boy downstairs, and he was just having a breakdown moment. He was not happy for whatever. I don't know if he was unhappy with another kid in class. I just don't remember that. But we were going over um, a theme every week for a while, and it was trust follow and believe the Lord's plan. And they were hearing that every single week. So it was getting in their hearts. It was getting in their minds. And like I said, this little boy, he is having a meltdown. And we're like, hey, honey, don't you remember what, you know, what, what we've been teaching? And he's like, trust and believe. <laughs> Through the crying, he said the theme, you know, and it was so cute. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Even though he was really, really upset he remembered, trust and believe and follow the Lord's plan, even through the mess. We can learn that as adults too, right? Be crying our eyes out. Trust, follow, and believe the Lord has the greatest plan. Let's reach these kids for Jesus, guys. As we grow older, we can sometimes become more um, resistant to God's truth. Um, Like I said before, older people may not be as open. Jesus knew that a childlike open heart is critical in order for a person to be able to receive his message of salvation and grace. The other part is we have to come humbly before the Lord like a child. A child knows that they can't do everything, 
right? They need their parents' help. They need um, other adults' help. They come, they, kn- they know they're, they're weak, basically, right? They can't do everything themselves. Well, that's how God wants us to come to him, realizing that we can't do nothing without him, that we need to humbly come before him and say, you know what, I am a weak vessel. I don't know everything of how to take care of things, but Lord, I'm coming to you and I'm just, you know, laying it all out to you. That's how, or that's um, what Jesus meant in the beginning verses, how we need to become like a child in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, to become um, like a child in our openness to the word and to become um, humble in our ways in coming to the Lord. Um, And then finally, we have to remember that children are our future, right? That's like a cliche thing, but it's absolute truth. It seems sometimes like the world knows this, right? If you're in a communist country, and I know you guys have seen like videos or, or read articles or whatever, but they will send um, kids early as five years old to these camps, and they will like brainwash the kids that, you know, what their way of life, their communism way of life is, is key. That's the way they have to live. They start that at five. Don't you think these communists realize how important it is, you know, to get that into the kid that young? Because the kids are open to receive, you know, what they're trying to teach. Um, even our secular educators, we just heard all about that, right? It's crazy what's going on in schools today. Um, our government, you know, passed the laws where they can teach kids, uh, very young children, preschool, kindergarten, starting in kindergarten, um, about sexual practices and sexual orientation. They don't even know their ABCs yet or, or their one, two, threes. And, and, you know, the world is trying to teach them that it's okay if you have two mommies. It's okay if you have two daddies. And, you know, you may not be a boy or a girl. I don't know what you are. And you may not know what you are. Come on. And the kids hear that enough when they're young, they're going to start to believe that. So how much more important is it for us as adults that have Jesus in our heart and in our life to reach kids while they're young, to get the truth into their hearts, to get the truth into their lives so Satan, you know, won't pull them away. Satan always tries to crush anything when it's very young. Think about that. Moses. Was Moses supposed to survive? No. But his mom, right, put him in a little basket and sent him down the river to survive. And his story is amazing how God used him. Jesus wasn't supposed to live, right? He was, they were supposed to look for that baby and kill it. But we all know Jesus, awesome, wonderful, you know, Savior. Think of if a new church is starting. What happens then? You want the enemy to come against what God is trying to do? Big time obstacles will happen. Think about a new believer. Mm. If you think you had problems before, 
say yes to Jesus. And then all of these things will try to take your focus off the one who loves you the most. But that's just Satan trying to crush that, that weak, helpless state because he knows that that person, that church, has a wonderful future potential, right? And that's what our kids are too, guys. We have to look at our kids as having a wonderful future potential. They are our next preachers. They are our next children's ministry teachers. They are are the um, servants in the house of the Lord. They're the ones out there on the streets like our brother evangelist um, coming next week that are talking to the alcoholics that are telling people about Jesus wherever they are. That is our future. We're only here for a certain time. We need to reach our kids so they'll be sitting here in our place. So they'll be working and doing, you know, what we're supposed to be doing now. They'll be doing that for the future. That's what it's all about. We, um, let me read you one more thing here. In a survey, the question was asked of non-believing adults. At what age did you begin to question the contents of the Bible? 40% said it was by the end of middle school. Middle school. 45 said they started to doubt God by the end of high school. You see, the higher the education goes and the more, you know, things start happening in the mind, you know, and and outside influences get a hold, then more questions come up. That's why it's important to reach them while they're very young. We as the church have an opportunity to stop the trend of um, of an unbelieving society, right? We have an opportunity to reach the kids today, but we have to be open to it. We have to see our responsibility. And we have to remember how important children are to God. You guys know the um, song, Jesus Loves the Little Children, right? I sang this in Sunday school all the time. Um, So, Timmy, do you remember that song? Jesus Loves the Little Children? Jesus Loves the Little Children. (laughs) Okay. We're actually going to end with that, and then we're going to pray. But just think of the words of this song. Jesus Loves the Little Children. All the children of the world, red, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. You ready? We'll try it. I don't know it as much as you probably (laughs) do. (laughs) Well, you guys should know this, right? Okay, help me with this. Ready? Jesus loves the little children. Precious in his sight, Jesus loves the little children of the world. He just doesn't love the children, he loves all of you too.
And like I said, it's important for us to love the children and it's important for us to do that by doing our part with reaching them while they're young. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for being able to hear from your word and to be reminded that, it, again, it's not about us. We may have um, our ways of thinking that, you know, I'm older and I have Jesus already, so I'm good. There's nothing else I need to do. But we have a whole bunch of little ones around us that we need to be reaching with your hope, with your love, letting them know that there's forgiveness, letting them know that there is a better way for them to go in life than what they may be experiencing right now. Help us to ask you for um, guidance in how to do this, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, for um, a harvest of kids to come to know you, Lord Jesus. You told us how important these kids are to you. So let us have a heart for these kids like your heart, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, today for their families that may be struggling. I know, Lord God, that there's many that are lost and looking to the world for um, help. But ultimately, Lord God, they need to look to you. Because you said, when we look to you, we're not going to hunger anymore. We're not going to, you know, thirst in that physical way anymore. Because you are there to fill us up with everything that we need. So I pray for families, Lord Jesus, to see their need for you. And want to learn more about you, Lord God. Bring people around them, Lord God, that's going to tell them about you. I pray that we invite these families to church so they can hear more about you, Lord God, so these little ones can be introduced to the one that loves them the most. And I pray for anyone, Lord, that does not know you today. I pray, Lord God, that they understand how important it is to come before you, Lord Jesus, with an openness of heart to receive all that you have for them, Lord and help them to be humble to know that they can't do anything for your gift. It is a free gift, Lord. Your gift of forgiveness, your, for, your gift of love, your gift of hope. And all they have to do is ask and they will receive. Just thank you again for always being with us. And help us, Lord, as we leave today to remember that our work is not done until you call us home. We love you. We thank you. I pray a blessing over each one that are here today. Lord God, just um, help them to look to you daily to build them up um, for all that you want um, to do through them, Lord God. 
In your precious, wonderful name, amen. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.